Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and her. My uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I am Crash. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, so, we're back once we're, more. We are. Episode 4. Yep, we're here. It's the hard mode one. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh, so... Last last week we did Matrix Matrix Revolution, a movie tie-in rhythm game. Today we are here to discuss a roguelike life MMO. What a what a buzzword soup that is. It sure is, and that's <laughs> that's why this show exists is because of buzzwords. It really does. Like I knew we were going to get roguelike eventually. And I knew it was going to be in some unfortunate combination. I just wasn't prepared for roguelike life MMO. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. So, let's see. Is there anything else we need to talk about before I set up the timer and everything? Do you want to do challenges before timer? Um. Yes, we should right. do that. So I actually have thought of mine ahead of recording. And this is mostly a dig at myself, but I think the challenge that I want to put for this one is no Maxis properties, i.e. The Sims or Spore. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, mine is that it also has to secretly have an ARG in it. All right. Let's just go extremely hard mode. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, timer starts. 45 minutes on the clock now. All right. So let's discuss the first buzzword that we've generated. Roguelike. roguelike. So to me, roguelike means like randomly generated like loadouts for your character, like starting skills, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it also means that whatever you're using along the way as far as like items or abilities and whatnot that is also generated as you go it also has to do with like procedurally generated worlds and like environments and stuff like that as well to some to some degree some some roguelikes go like really hard into the procedurally generated stuff and some it's more like well you always can count on like a town being here but once you go into the wilderness like good luck you know mm-hmm. um so that's kind of that's at least what i think of when i think of roguelike if we want to expand the scope here a little bit and talk about two words at the same time all right let's do it um roguelike mmo um the only one that immediately sprung to mind is one called realm of the mad god Hmm. Um, which is sort of like a. I would describe it as like what if an RPG was a twin stick shooter. Yeah, yeah. I've played a little bit of that. I think before they even got like a, like a downloaded version. I think I played it when I was still a browser game. Mm-hmm. And it's very much a hey, here's a dungeon that's been randomly generated. You can mm-hmm. expect to have these types of monsters and maybe this boss fight. Um, but for the most part, everything is just sort of random. Yeah. And I know a lot of MMOs, like even like standard MMOs use like randomly generated loot a lot as well. Like mm-hmm. for like high end end game stuff, you can expect like, you know, like when I'm playing Warcraft and I clear this dungeon, I know I have a chance to earn these shoulders and I expect them to have like haste and crit on them. But for other like lower quality green pieces, that stuff is like can be all over the place. It can give you like any sort of stats. You could get any sort of armor type, any slot. And they do a really interesting job of like putting those like random elements together to give you loot. And I know other games do that to some degree as well, having like some of the items you can get being randomly generated and have like different stats than like what other people are getting mm-hmm. 
Um, so I guess that leaves us really having to discuss what the word life means in this. Yeah. Sub, like this context. Yeah. Cause like my, my brain immediately went to like second life and like, you know, things like that or, um, mine went directly towards the Sims in that yeah. it's, it's sort of like when we're talking about detective simulation, um, you know, having meters that you need to keep track of, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 and that, that's why I was like, and that's that's exactly where I went with life as well, because it's like, it's either like Sims, where it's like, you are piloting like a human and you're trying to keep them alive, or like, the other thing was like, like Spore, where you're caring for a creature, and the creature, and like, developing them, and then, you know, like, building like civilizations mm-hmm. um so the one thing that actually lodged in my mind as a possible way to like a medium to sort of mix these things together um and it doesn't have to be like oh this is this game but different um mm-hmm. but more like a concept to sort of build off of yeah was I thought about all of the MMOs I know and like which ones felt the most like it's already part of the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one I came up with was old school RuneScape. Yeah. Something about the way that game is mm-hmm. just makes it feel like it's a sim game almost already. Like, yeah. the only thing missing is, like, a hunger meter, a tired meter, all of that other stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because, like, old school RuneScape's all about, like, kind of, like, vague quests. Like, yeah, they have, like, the, the go fetch, get me, like, whatever. But it's also about, like, building up your skills. It's about improving your character and, like, making them, like, have you know, essentially their best life. Like You've unlocked level 35 cooking. You can now make a baked potato. <laughs> or like, oh, you finally put enough time into like wood cutting. You can actually like get like good lengths of lumber now. Mm-hmm. But how would you, okay, so let's just con- like, just considering like the life simulation aspects of old school RuneScape. What would be a way to add, like, roguelike to that and still have it be, like, an enjoyable MMO experience? Because to me, a lot of what I like about MMOs is a lot of, like, the personalization and the customization that you can put into it. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if I could get into a game where they're like, you know, we're going to generate you a character. This is what you're going to look like you have really no you have really no control over like the starting look you've got Mm -hmm. like maybe there could be like a hairdresser or something like that later but like i don't know i don't know if that's like something i could really get into where they're like you know this character like i think the most like anti-me character that could give me is like you are a stealth bow character (laughs) and you have no control over what your character looks like good luck you know (laughs) yeah i think you will still have like control over what your character looks like as far Mm -hmm. as just like their physical body yeah um but the things that i thought of like okay in the sims you have like a job and you set a character has a goal that they want to accomplish Mm -hmm. yeah they've there's like a whole like aspiration system yes so my thought was well just to randomly generate those and make it more of like a short form thing where if you die it's permadeath essentially yeah and like i know there there have been like newer newer school mmos that have been like up and coming that have played with permadeath as a mechanic and i think the one that i'm particularly thinking of has like a lineage system Mm -hmm. where like when you go to like restart you're playing as essentially like that that character's like descendant in some way Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it, it could also be interesting too. Like a part of like the randomized loadout it would be like, like maybe you get like a handful of starting skills. It's not necessarily like a make or break. Like this is your character's build, but it's like, oh, you know, like this time around, you got like two points in cooking to start with, so you can your your starting food's gonna be a lot better than somebody who started with like zero cooking. Yeah, or, I think it would probably end up being stuff like, okay, so we've randomly assigned you a job. Mm-hmm. With that, like, and a goal. The goal doesn't necessarily have to be immediately connected to the job. It could be a thing where, oh, okay, you started as a lumber worker, but your character's actual goal is to paint something very impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you would start with you know like a handful of job-based skills, and then like a couple of random things, and then probably like at least one skill that's directly tied to your character's goal okay how would uh interactions of other players work out like what kind of like group content do you think there would be well that's the thing is like thinking about some mmos like old school runescape for example old school runescape feels like it's very much almost a single player game mm-hmm. yeah um like you'll interact with people in the overworld and like if there's a whole market system mm-hmm. but there's not like raids or dungeons that you would tackle with multiple people yeah i guess um i guess my my other point of comparison for like older school mmos would also be like everquest mm-hmm. and everquest like overworld grouping was like, you didn't really level alone in that game. You usually, like, brought, like, a handful of people together to grind enemies and, like, slowly build up your characters. Um, but, like, and, like, I th- I'm pretty sure that game had, like, I don't necessarily think they were, like, dungeons or raids, but they were, like, you know, certain areas that were, like, def- definitely stronger and more difficult than others and those places could also have like you know dragons that were you know extremely strong compared to everything else in the game i imagine that it would probably be stuff that's similar in like uh sort of a it's been a while since i played the game fantasy life Mm -hmm. but like somewhere between that and monster hunter as far as like Okay, we're all getting together to go do this thing because you need this and I need this other thing that we get from doing this. And then you mm-hmm. want to kill the monster for whatever you want to do. And we're all working together because there's individual parts that we want, mm-hmm. but not necessarily like all working directly towards the same goal. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely like that kind of like, you know doing this particular task is something that we all want to do for whatever like our particular drive is like you know this person wants to head to that side of the map because they want like to gather out there they don't really care so much about the monster slaying aspect of it but they will chip in because like that's like what's expected for those kind of parties or um i also think it would be interesting too because I feel like you could you could do more of this kind of stuff with a game like this is having like mysteries in the game and like weird like riddle quest lines like so they actually did something they've introduced something similar to that in old school old school RuneScape mm-hmm. um, where like every now and then you'll get like a scroll or something and it'll have either like oh here's a picture of a part of the map with an x on it you have to figure out where on the entire map of RuneScape this map is yeah and dig and I... there or like here's a riddle and it'll lead you to a place and then you'll get another piece of the puzzle and it's like multiple steps yeah and i think things like that in a game that is maybe like less like raid driven dungeon driven like high end combat driven um i think you could have things like you know mysteries easter eggs you know more lengthy quest lines that are just vague as hell could flourish in a game like that. Because, mm-hmm. like, there is one quest line in Final Fantasy XIV that 
has like no like journal entries like you pick it up and it's it is an absolute mystery on what to do next and like the the community has has gotten together and like there are guides on how to do it but uh, when i did it the first time there wasn't a whole lot of like resources for it yet so like it was like me and a couple of friends like putting our heads together being like where the hell are they talking about like where are we supposed to go next and then it's like oh you know like oh the broken arrow in this part of the the riddle refers to bent branch like that section of like central gardenia or whatever (laughs) (laughs) so i think also another thing that i would want to introduce is like a way for community aspect to exist is a marketplace system that doesn't actually involve a currency it is only trading um and it it would basically be just like craigslist post of okay i have this i am looking for this um and then like an amount of flexibility in the post Mm -hmm. yeah it's like i'm looking to get you know an adamantine chest plate made i am a masterwork alchemist and i can make you any potion on like this list just let me know yeah something like that um or like yeah you could ask for some gold if you just need gold for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um because you know like i imagine you you can play this game without doing any combat Mm mm-hmm yeah that that's like the first thing i would want is like you can play this game without doing any combat you like might there need is... to like trade for certain items, but mm-hmm. you should be fine. Yeah, like, like I think a character that wasn't combat focused, you know, especially if they were like on the more combat side of things, could or on the the crafting side of things, they could do like you know like smoke bombs or like paralysis poison that they could like throw at an enemy to run away from them, you know, things like that to like debilitate and just like flee. Or even stuff like food items, because, like, you do have to keep track of your meters. Mm-hmm. Here, I can make this list of items for you that'll help lower some of your other meters from filling up or reducing as much as you can have them reduce. Mm-hmm. Like, this specialty meal that I've created will actually keep your meter full for a full X number of hours or whatever. Right, right. And the people who are doing like more combat focused stuff are trying to you know, they're trying to maintain that diet of items because they need to not be able like they need to not think about their their hunger while they're doing like two hours of dungeon delving. Yeah. Like, they don't want to have to look at their bladder meter or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That probably wouldn't be a meter in this. No. <laughs> um. So I guess let's start narrowing some things down. Okay. Um, the first thing is I actually had an idea for setting stuff. Okay. Um, because it's a similar setting to things that I've discussed with you before um, in the concept of sort of like a post-apocalyptic fantasy thing um, where there's clear and obvious remnants of what you would describe as a modern setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it got shadow run in a non cyberpunk way. Yeah. Um, stuff like, yeah, there's like vines peeking. It's, I'm not sure if you've seen all of legend of Korra. So minor spoilers for legend of Korra. Um, Mm. but in one of the, I think in the last season or maybe the third season, one of those, Mm -hmm. um, the spirit world, like combines more thoroughly with the real world or the, the material world in that case. Mm -hmm. Um, and stuff like there's just vines just tearing up this entire city. Yeah. Uh, but people still have to live there. Mm hmm. So stuff like that, um, and what w- that would give us a chance to do random maps, because like, let's say you want to go into, uh, like basically anywhere that wouldn't be sort of lived in could be mm-hmm. a ever shifting thing because of magic energies or whatever. Yeah, if it's not like a hub area where people are like hanging out, 
and doing stuff, then it's probably going to be, like, procedurally generated. Yeah, and I imagine that would mean, like, all of these dungeons are pretty much instanced, where, like, all right, we're randomly generating Ironwood Forest for Mm. you and the next X number of people, or you and your group that you've partied up with. I think it's definitely probably easiest to do you and the people you've grouped up with and just kind of like seal it there. But also like um, something I really like about like Elder Scrolls Online now that I've been playing a little bit more is they have just like public dungeons. So that could be a really interesting thing to be like, yeah, for like the next two hours, the dungeon is going to have like this layout and whoever wants to come through it can like explore it that's more what i'm leaning towards because like Mm. that gives you like the world has something to say like every two hours something changes yeah you can set a clock by it literally um (laughs) but also that's something that's similar to what they did in realm of the mad god where like a door would show up on the map and it would be open for an x amount of time and anyone who gets in there is in there yeah I don't know. I, I'm definitely a fan of instanced content just to be like, you know, I want to make sure that the people that I am grouping up with get what they need out of this dungeon and we don't have to worry about like people coming in and griefing us or like stealing or stealing our kills. Mm-hmm. But I also like, you know, I like both sides. I like, you know, public dungeons for the sake of like just rushing an enemy with a bunch of people and just kind of like curb stomping them or just me and my buddy trying to take on a named monster and duo it when it's clearly tuned to be like something you're supposed to kill with like four to eight people yeah i think it could be a situation where we have both where smaller things are more specifically instanced versus like say ironwood forest which is 100 acres of dense tree is as tough Mm. as steel yeah yeah versus like where you versus like go ahead i was just saying versus like ironwood sanctuary which is the deepest part of the ironwood forest could be a specific dungeon crawl that you do with like four people and that is an instance yeah um i i feel like i would also want to have the option to just like for the more specifically instant stuff to also just do it solo yeah yeah i think um i i definitely appreciate games that will flex the difficulty depending on what or how many people you bring into it and as someone who gets very stressed out with mmos because like i don't like doing public content with people i don't know mm-hmm. and like when they require that for story stuff my, i just sort of stop playing for a while yeah High Final Fantasy fourteen. High Final Fantasy fourteen. Um. So, all right, we have an idea for like the kind of setting. Yeah, and I think that does like that also gives you a sense of why characters would eschew combat entirely and just focus on like non combat stuff because because then you have the storyline of well my character is. You know, they want to restore, you know, this section of, like, the main hub city. And I am working together with other crafters to make sure that, like, this wing of the town gets, like, rebuilt to, like, a a serviceable, like, end. Oh, a fun thing about this having, like, a life simulation part of it is that each character would have, like, an apartment when they're on character creation. Oh, absolutely. It's not like a thing where you have to go buy it after you've saved up 500,000 gold or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a thing where, ah, I have created a character. I am in this apartment building. I, I like that because that also gives you like, like a cute, like you have like a directory that you can look at and like thumb through like, oh, you know, I'm in apartment like. 506 like you know come over anytime or it's like you know like if me and you were playing the game together i'd be like hey you know i've saved up i've done like the the amount of like crafting i need to do hey let's get a two-person apartment Mm -hmm. or or like i've saved up so like me you and charlie can split a three-person apartment but there's never really like any sort of 
like limitation as far as space is concerned it's mostly just a like we can finally like pay for it so we can do it yeah and because we would do that it would you know remove the server space of having the three others Mm -hmm. um let's see what else we got um let's try to come up with a handful of jobs and some example goals for that would be sprinkled out across everything i think so the first thing that comes to mind is i think instead of like rogue i think it should just be like like scavenger Mm -hmm. could be an interesting way to twist it where they're like you know they don't necessarily want like direct combat but they're definitely they're they're the kind of people that you want to take with you when you're doing outings because, you know, maybe they get like a bonus drop rate or, you know, they, whenever they get the kill on an enemy, they can guarantee loot kind of a thing. Or like, let's say in Monster Hunter, for example, there are, oh, here's a place where you can mine. Um, You can, but like, oh, your pickaxe has a chance to break every time you use it. They have mm. a decreased chance of items breaking or just like their item durability is raised however like whatever way you want to like code it yeah or handle it like yeah they're they're gathering items are more durable maybe like they don't need to have a high strength score to carry a lot of items they just like have an increased pack size to start with Mm -hmm. um they're probably like faster than most characters but i think also like scavengers are definitely no strangers to like bartering and like the crafting side of things Mm -hmm. yeah i but i don't think it's going to be like extreme crafting i think it would be stuff like you know the kind of crafting that you could do without having a crafting bench yeah yeah they're they're more like i found this hubcap and now it's a shield kind of people <laughs> yeah or i've pieced together a slingshot so i have a ranged weapon for a time being until it breaks mm. all right so i like i like scavenger is like the rogue of the setting um um i for a non sort of like directly like going out and about type class be something like a smith that takes the both of the role of both an armorer like blacksmith type and also a carpenter yeah just like a general i craft things that you wear or put Mm -hmm. on the ground i think they're probably their stats probably lend themselves to having like good endurance and good strength so it's like if you if they did have to go out in the world they wouldn't be completely helpless Mm -hmm. but like you know they're not going to be doing solo raids on ironwood sanctuary or whatever yeah yeah they're like you know they're up on the front lines bopping things with a hammer but they're also like in a group with like a fighter a scoundrel or a scavenger and like other people (laughs) yeah they're they're bopping people with a hammer but it's not like a war hammer it's just a hammer Mm -hmm. and you have to account for that (laughs) yeah it's also their iron hammer not their nice like carbon steel hammer that they actually use to craft things it's just an iron hammer <laughs> yeah it's a, it's the hammer they used to use until they got a new one yeah um i think smiths also probably get some sort of like enhanced like bartering slash like tr- like diplomacy skills but they're not like like there are definitely classes that are better than them at that they just like they start with like a handful of points and like being able to talk well. Mm-hmm. Um, a similar class that I think could also sort of double as a combat class in like a very strange way um, is alchemist because mm-hmm. I love alchemists and it gives you a way to make consumables. Um, yeah, you may even be able to mix culinarian in with alchemist if we're just trying to keep it as few jobs as possible. I, um, I like that. Be I like um, not only just like potion making but giving them um like foodstuffs as well um but like the thing about them is they don't they make potions and you can make throwable potions that would do damage to things Mm -hmm. um but like that's their gimmick they 
you could give those potions to someone else, but that person would have to, you know, trade for them and they would use them just as effectively. But mm-hmm. the thing about the alchemist is that they can make as many of them as they need, given that they have the items. Mm-hmm. They're not reliant on some. There's like it might take some time to craft it, so you're going to want to come in with as many as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you don't get. I feel like they shouldn't get as much of a bonus to using them as you would think. Yeah. Well, I think also like just like the sheer versatility of their like they're essentially combat craft like they're they're like rolling into a a, you know a fight and they've got like sticky bombs they've got of course they've got like explosives but like they just have this sheer kit of of things they can do versus other players would have to sit there and be like well do i want to carry fire bombs for this one or do i want sticky bombs or you know am i gonna try to like bring oil with me and you know they have to like other other players really have to think about like what what they're going to use where an alchemist just most most alchemists will just have it all yeah as also like how what they could afford to use you know Mm -hmm. like an alchemist might be selling their sticky bombs for the equivalent of you know like ah in order for me to use this well i need the smithy to give me some pots and pans but like that might be something that takes the smithy a little bit longer to get done Mm -hmm. i think there should i think i think there should definitely be like a like i think hunter is a good like descriptor for like a more pure combat class yeah for sure i and i think that like that encapsulates both melee and range combat mm-hmm. um and i think that also gives them an interesting economical niche as well because they're literally like bringing back carcasses and furs and bone and other like animal bits for the alchemist to boil into sticky bombs for the al- the the smith to turn into bone armor yeah um plus stuff like um because we were suggesting that they are randomly generated skills as well having these jobs be a little bit more broad mm-hmm. leads to interesting things of what someone could end up with as starting skills right um, like you're a hunter but we gave you throwing weapons as your prof- like starting weapon proficiency <laughs> yeah like or it could be a way like a thing of uh you have a one melee weapon skill and also like a ranged or you have all ranged or all melee and stuff like that where it's mm-hmm. sort of a forced variety of loadouts yeah yeah and like i think that also prevents like a meta from forming for like hunters being like ah yes you will want to use throwing stars because they are the most economical and they have the you know the shortest and like cast speed or something like that it's like no it's like whatever you started with is probably what you're going to want to like focus in on and like probably don't get too fussy because permadeath exists you know yeah (laughs) So let's see, we got Hunter, Hunter, Smith, Scavenger, Alchemist. I think that's enough for us to come up with for now. Um, What are a few goals? Oh, go ahead. What are Oh, I think I kind of still wanted like one more that's like, like either like academic user of some kind. Mm hmm. I think the magic user could probably lean more academic than combat because I imagine that we could make it so in RuneScape, for example, Mm -hmm. Um, just to lean back on it again for a second. um, Magic involves having the runes that you need to cast magic in your inventory. Yeah. And if you don't have the runes, you can't cast the spell, Mm -hmm. which I think that would make it like it would become more of a. I need to make sure I have enough stuff if I'm going to run this combat. Sort of like the way the alchemist is. Mm -hmm. And that, yes, you could, and it would be very effective. Mm -hmm. But you need to make sure you're stocked beforehand, otherwise you might become sort of a dead weight. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think, as far as, like, a society, like, I want their, like, the fifth class to be 
like the the talker but also like the record keeper the storyteller uh and then also if that also happens to have a side of magic then like that's perfect oh you mean a bard yeah you've described a bard yeah i just i think i think you need somebody there to lead people to you know get the smiths and the alchemists to get along if there's like you know trade disputes between the guilds like you need you need a median party to be like hey y'all like chill okay. out <laughs> i have a better name instead of bard what if it's just okay. like story weaver or something like that using the word yeah. weaver makes it seem more magical and i think I, that's good i like i like story weaver all right what are some goals um actually this just reminded me of another roguelike game i've played heat signature uh, Mm. is a game where every character that you have this permadeath but each character that gets generated does have a goal whether it be like rescue this person from blank or do a job that earns me this much or acquire this specific item Mm. i feel like you can get similar stuff there in that it could be like craft this legendary tier item or defeat Mm. this high-end boss Stuff like that. Yeah. Amass yeah, I... this much wealth. Mm-hmm. And then you immediately die because they behead you and eat your body. <laughs> it's for the good of it's for the good of the commune. I yeah, I think uh like another one could be like, you know, like uh move into the largest house. <laughs> yeah, like just weird things that you can attain and then your character you can retire them mm-hmm. and like pass a lot in for example on his signature when you retire a character you take one of their items give it a full name and like it maybe it'll get like one upgrade or something and then it'll just be randomly dropped into the world scene i like that as it is especially in a setting that is supposed to be about like finding your way in an apocalyptic setting like let's for let's say you know i'm playing the smith and i've made you know my plus 20 uh like hardened adamantine great sword that was my you know goal in life i could let's say bequeath you know my you know pearlescent uh you know like moonstone crafting hammer to my best friend before retiring that character or like you know see i imagine it along the lines of something like that you know plus five pearlescent moon sword or whatever um Mm -hmm. gets named after your character's like x names apostrophe f pearlescent blade and then it gets added to the drop pool And I and I, and I like that because that that means I feel like that's an easier way for somebody to say goodbye to your, their character because that could end up on your char- next character's like loot table or um or like you know a best friend could end up with that weapon and I and I, I think that would be an interesting exercise especially for people who play MM like who are like the MMO community like being able to say goodbye to your character and like closing that chapter on that experience and moving on to something else because like i know people who you know they've been playing the same character on the same server since classic world of warcraft and they haven't they've never really like no other classes really jived with them they've been playing that character since day one and they will probably play that character until they get fed up with blizzard or blizzard shuts the servers down and like having having players to like forcing them to kind of like confront that that sort of like want for this experience to keep going and and telling them like you can still you can keep playing the game you're just not gonna be able to play this character anymore and like i don't know would people come back to an experience like that after you've like hit your goal or do you think like like that would be an interesting thing is like do you think we would retain players or do you think they would like finish one character and be like okay i'm out that is entirely up to like the players themselves i think you know yeah yeah because like some people 
you know, play games, play random, they play roguelikes constantly, even if they've beaten it. You mm-hmm. know, stuff like Binding of Isaac. Yeah. Uh, quick, let's do a quick rundown of the meters that would be in there. Um, food meter, I think sleep meter. Um, uh, food and sleep, I think, are the big ones. Should there be like? I think we need uh, one. Th- we think we just need one more. I think we just need a third one. I think it should. I, I should don't it call just it... be a happiness meter? Yeah, that's what I was. I, my brain immediately thought productivity, but I hate that as a. Let's gauge. call it a fulfillment meter. Yeah, because it that and that would be tracked by stuff that could lead towards like either accomplishing something or making progress towards a goal. I mean, I feel like as long as you're like doing something within the game, like crafting, gathering, combat, role play, yeah. even like, like I feel th- like fulfillment will build things that lower your fulfillment meter. Uh, you know, just AFKing, mm-hmm. um, dying. Oh, yep. Maybe they're like taking status effects. I think would lower your fulfillment meter, right? For example. Like, not dodging something and becoming like poisoned yeah or like being quote-unquote knocked out instead of killed true yeah because like if you we did pvp i wouldn't want it to kill someone's character for example. yeah yeah i think that would just like you would get a goose egg on your head and your character would lose a chunk of fulfillment <laughs> all right um so we have five minutes left on the clock um, and I think we've got pretty much every, we didn't meet my goal and I don't think we have time, um, in the next five minutes to do so when we also don't have a name. <laughs> Correct. Um, heck. Hmm. To like, okay. So basing, like if we're basing it on the setting that I I named the setting eventually when I twisted it a little bit for a college course. Mm. Um, I ended up calling it Taren, T-A-I-R-E-N. I feel like we need a couple of more words around it, but we could use that as a base. Taren something something online. Hmm. What if it's what if it's just something like paths of Terran? Like, I was going to say like lives, but I think path would make more sense in that like there's different paths to take. Yeah. Paths of Terran. I like that. Okay, but is that too much like Path of Exile? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh. God. Uh. Hmm. Okay. Stories. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say stories of Terran. That's a good one. Um, mine was a lot dumber. If you would like to hear it, yes. Um, I'm gonna type it in here. Um, it's important that I type it before I say it because it can be read two ways. <laughs> so it could either be read as. Terran lives, or as Terran lives, <laughs> which oh, is very no. dumb, but I like it. But stories of Terran is also very good. <laughs> stories of Terran: colon Terran lives, <laughs> or Terran lives. I'm going to go with stories of Terran. <laughs> hey i finally did a title you did it you came up with a better title than me <laughs> and i had the challenge before we started recording i you're on top of it today i did it the the hardest uh theme genre plus topic we've had so far and i've come the most prepared for it <laughs> it's true <laughs> my notes began and end with runescape but the sims <laughs> question mark <laughs> i just i just have a, a notepad on my my phone that was just uh 
No Max's properties in bold. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I think we managed to, we leaned a little bit further away from the life stuff to sort of le- enough that it isn't that. Clearly. Yeah, yeah, because like we don't have like environment and bladder and you know hygiene. Like I don't, I don't think this game needs a hygiene meter. We're all stinky and we all know it. Yeah, <laughs> but also there could be like a well-groomed buff. Maybe that could be a a a a, a, a like goal is like maintain the well-groomed buff for like thirty days or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Your character's only goal in life is to just bathe regularly. I imagine in game oh I imagine in game time would change a bit faster than real time, sort of like how FF fourteen does it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be like thirty in game days, which is like let's, That would be probably like let's say I, it's well, because a day in Final Fantasy XIV is roughly an hour and a half. It's about 90 minutes. Okay. But I don't I don't know necessarily think like like we said, like the dungeons or like, you know, Ironwood Forest would change every two hours. Maybe we just say two hours is a whole day. I think at that point I would want to drop it down to an hour. Mm-hmm. I think you should be able to log in, do a day's worth of stuff, and then log out, and it'd be fine. And you're not dedicated to a whole two hours. I like that. I like that. Alright, and there goes the timer. (laughs) Alright, we've done it. Stories of Terran, the roguelike life MMO. Oof. Alright, um... So let's do um, our sign-off stuff, I guess. We don't really have anything else to talk about. We didn't receive any communique from anyone. Nope. Um, show still doesn't have a Twitter. It will probably by the time the next episode goes up. I just I have to go make a new email account to tie it to. So mm-hmm. I ran out of email accounts. Yeah. Um, so it'll at least have its own Twitter. We'll see about getting a podcast feed soon enough. Um, but until then, you can just tweet at us personally, mostly me, because I'm, I have a mostly unlocked Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Contact Cassidy. My Twitter is in and out of being locked these days. It's for the best, I think. <laughs> Which you can find me on Twitter at Madlobot, and it says M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, um, where I tweeted out a picture of Pepper Ann wielding a keyblade, and it's still doing numbers as we speak. And, like, rightfully so. We stand Pepper Ann in this house. Um, let's see. Um, you can also find my other podcasts from there. Yeah. It's, I don't, I, I don't want to do the whole song and dance right now. Yeah, you're, you're, you're extremely good about promoting your other shows there and it's a great way to find all your other projects yes um, uh, go ahead oh i was just gonna do mine yeah if I, you were oh i'm i'm at crashing waves 14 uh i'm here sometimes you might find me on twitter it might be locked it's fine don't worry about it it's cool all right i'm gonna have to find out how i'm gonna remove that talking from the background sorry it's all right it's just they picked a a weird time to say words Mm. all right um let me get a random number generator going because we're gonna do it again and again and again i think i think when we hit like a like a milestone we should do a, a challenge that is make a pepper and tie-in game see we could just do that at any moment at any given moment one of us can just say hey we're doing the pepper and thing (laughs) oh that's why we love this show all right let me hit the button now okay we got another genre plus topic a good old simple one (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so for the genre, we have strategy. Strategy is different from tactics. It keep is. Keep in mind. It is. It is. Um, and vocabulary strategy. <laughs> is that anything? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, that... Can can I just say what my brain thought of? Like my my first instinct. Uh huh. It's a typing tower defense game. <laughs> oh, but tower defense is its own genre. Yeah, I feel like it would be like a four X game somehow. Mm. Okay, so we're going to do the quick pitch now because I'm go- definitely going to re-roll this because I don't think we could do it for forty five minutes. No, um, the quick pitch is a 4x game that's like Star Fox and that there's an entire new language that you have to learn but it's a fake oh. language so it doesn't actually help you at all oh god <laughs> anytime and you then, run into a new colony of people you have to learn their language and the main like combat system is like a watered down Starcraft Alright, so I, I'm re-rolling the whole thing from the beginning. So, master right. list. We got topic. So, right. it's just going to be a single topic. We and Then we'll determine the genre as we go. Um, so, this is a... We already did detective. Maybe we roll did. again. Hospital. A hospital game. Oh, God. Alright, <laughs> so I'm just going to write hospital here. <laughs> Um, then we'll flesh that out a bit more after we figure out what we're doing it's gonna be good hospital's <laughs> a fun one because you could do a lot of stuff with the hospital yeah it's it's interesting because it's like i feel like there have been a good number of hospital games but we could really like push the hospital topic in a new fresh direction um a hospital nova here we go oh god all right uh so until next time when we figure out what exactly we're doing in a hospital um good luck have fun